This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. A timeless tale of love and loss comes alive in the upcoming production of Dido and Aeneas, presented by Versus Music Ensemble. So this modern interpretation of the 17th century opera by Henry Purcell promises to take audiences on a journey of passion, betrayal and heartbreak. So today on the show, I'm going to speak to the production's director, Scott Wu, also joining us, soprano Charlene Rani. They are both with Versus Music Ensemble. Welcome both of you. How are you today? Thank you for having us, Juliet. Good afternoon, Juliet. Lovely to have you both in the studio with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. So I would like to get to know Versus Music Ensembles a little bit better. You guys have been around for 20 years, Scott, right? Um, can you share more about the collective and what it is that you guys, uh, I guess, champion and work on? Definitely. So we were founded in 2002, so it's in fact 21 years. Mm -hmm. We started off as a a cappella quintet back then, and then uh, realizing our potential, so we just kept going. So versus music ensembles, in fact, is a a big umbrella. So ensembles, in fact, so within the verses, there are certain groups that do Renaissance and Baroque uh, music, uh, notably the K.R. Madriga singers and players. Uh, so some of us do opera, which is Taito um, NES is the first time we are doing a full opera. Okay. Um, then we have another group that does uh, art songs, songs of uh, Schubert, leaders, etc. And also we have one more group that does something very interesting, which is uh, Latin American and uh, Iberian classical music. Okay. Yeah, so okay. there's the four segments within the brand. Okay, and is there a particular reason why you know there was this sort of four different prongs or just sort of like that was what you guys were interested in and that's how it came to be? Uh, in fact, uh, as versus go along since 20 years ago, we tend to scan what's available in the Malaysian market. So what's not available, we do. Ah. So in fact, we started with the a cappella quintet, which 20 years ago, you know, the likes of song company, swingle singers, mm-hmm. that there isn't a real similar version in Malaysia. So we, we, we started with that. Okay. So then there's more and more a cappella groups. Okay, fine, then we do something else. So whatever <laughs> there's not in the market, we, we kind of try to fill in uh, the Objective really is to enrich the musical landscape. So, so that's how it, it, the segment kind of grew from from one to another. Okay, all right. And you, of course, uh, you know, have been there from the start, isn't it, Scott? Yes. Uh, what I'm, was? Yeah. I'm the founder. You're the founder, of course, right? Yeah. And but you had an interest in choral music. I was reading from a very young age. Is that correct? Yes, true, true. So I started uh, choral music and piano since uh, young, and then uh, in fact I started uh, teaching. Uh, learning and teaching since 1995. Mm-hmm. So started with the more conventional chorals, then my interest kind of grew. So then I look into the earlier ones, so the Baroque, the Renaissance type of music, and then opera, choruses, then opera aria. So, so it goes from choral, a cappella, into solo, and then instrumental. Okay, all right, lovely. And, and Charlene, you know, for you, I, I, you know, you are a trained uh, soprano, of course. You know, how did you come to, uh, how did you actually, what, what interested you in pursuing singing? Um, so I grew up with a family of uh, very talented musicians, um, but uh, unfortunately they were not trained. Uh, there's no formal training in our family. So um, my parents uh, made sure I had to, got some formal training mostly in the Western classical side. Sure. Um, I think when you study classical music when you're younger, it's a bit dry and you're wondering, you know... I want to be a pop star. <laughs> like, you know, I want in the 90s, you want to be like, you know, Spice Whitney Girls. or like Mariah Carey. Sure. Yes, Spice Girls. <laughs> and here you are singing Doe Dear and you're like, oh no. <laughs> um, so that was what um, 
in a way, um, you, you know, you had to sit for exams and all that. And that's how you kind of grow into the um, Western classical training. Um, but um, just by getting an exposure of hearing choral music and how orchestras play, it kind of inspires you to move forward and um, into music. And here I am singing as a soprano singer. I cannot believe it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but classically trained, you know, as well. And I, I know that you learned under like a very renowned uh, local uh, uh, instructor as yes, well, isn't Mr. it? Yes, Mr. Cha Sing Tiang, yes. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Okay, so so you, of course, uh, how did you then come to be involved with the Versus Music Ensembles? So, um, some of us have uh, studied with Mr. Cha and uh, Scott Myself has been, included. Yes, yeah. okay. Scott itself. So, uh, when Scott was... Um, starting new um, segments of verses or ensembles of verses, um, um, Mr. Cha, I think, would have put my name. Okay, said, okay. Oh, I have yeah. a soprano. Just recommend it. Uh, Highly recommend Budding soprano, have a go. And, uh, <laughs> and in five years, I'm still with verses and I'm, thank you, <laughs> singing so, with them. No, it's lovely. And, you know, I made a mistake. I said ensemble at the start. It's ensembles, as you yeah. as you explained, right? And, you know, I was also reading that you guys have a particular interest in uh, madrigals of, uh, of, who is it, John Do Dowland? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Do Dowland. Dowland, yeah. Uh, Thomas Molly, yes, and yeah. Carlo Gesualdo. Just while, Gisaldo, yeah. yeah, and I, that's very interesting to me. I mean, I don't think people know much about madrigals here in Malaysia. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that. I think most of the choir would have done one or two, okay. but uh, we probably go into it a bit much, much more gung ho. We are very so, in depth. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the, the the madrigals is sort of an Italian. Mm -hmm. uh, it started off from Italy and it kind of spreads to Europe. So then it, when it goes to UK, it has a s certain twang to it. So if you know the falala songs, yes, even, yes, yes. Yeah. So those are those are the Ingri English variant of the madrigals uh, influences. Okay. So usually it's sung by a group of people. Um, and everybody have their online. It's very busy, very noisy, but then it somehow works. So that's how the madrigal is. So it's, it's very much a secular. Uh, style and uh, and we did a lot of that uh, Dowland especially where there is a lot of emphasis on the text mm. yeah so looking at how the text feel reading it and then singing it is very different okay alright yeah. and you know as part of verses as well I mean you do you have okay so you know off air you were telling me this is your first major production yes, in, yes. In, uh, since you guys started but you have done uh, as you mentioned you know smaller sort of performances more intimate ones right I mean tell me about some of your previous works yeah so uh, we have around two to three <laughs> performances per month and most wow, of them are busy okay <laughs> yeah because we have so many segments so we're yeah. kind of rotating through sure. <clears throat> so um a lot of them are a very intimate setting so we're talking about uh, 30 to 50 and most 80 audience so usually the performers and the audience are on the same level there's right. no stage per se mm -hmm. and within the recital we can even have conversations sometimes we not sometimes all the time we will show the text because we want audience to, to understand the music in total and music in singing music, the text uh, reigns supreme. Mm -hmm. So then we, we would like ask, ask, ask the opinion of the audience, like when they look at the, this text, how would they imagine the music would be? Right. Wow. Yeah, then we can okay. have a discussion. And then nice. when we perform it, oh, it's so different. <laughs> or sometimes it's the same. And for, for the English ones especially, for instance, text of Shakespeare, you will have some famous text that's been set to music in very different modes since back then, even until the 60s. Mm. Yeah, it was a lover and his last, for example. So looking at the text, you would have a, a feel of the text. And But different composers will set them differently from their perspective. And you'll be surprised how the exact same text sounds so different, giving you a different twang totally, right. depending on the composer. So that's what we like to 
to let the audience experience. Okay, yeah, we did a lot of that. Wonderful. That's so educational, so informative. I'm sure you know that, that the audience also really appreciate it and come up with a deeper appreciation of the, all these different styles as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Which is why, in fact, we collaborate a lot with local universities, to, with UPM, UITM, mm-hmm. uh, MIA, like Malaysian MIA, Institute yes. of Arts. Yeah, okay. So we, we, we come in as an industrial partner to huh. bring this extra... Um, uh, from the industry, so to say, okay. and which the, the things that we do may not necessarily ne- may not necessarily be covered too much in the in the formal education, which is a bit more focused on the classical period. So mm. we, we we try to give more okay. from from the industry. Lovely, lovely, and and of course, Shalin, you've been involved in uh, a number of these productions as well, yes, right, throughout yeah. the years. Yeah, it's any that uh, you'd like to bring up or that you know I, stand out for you? I think um, as what Ma- uh, Scott mentioned, and uh, in terms of uh, um, we perform in very intimate settings, um, and it, we are same level as the audience. Mm-hmm. And um, as you were mentioning about madrigals, um, and we sing a lot um, of songs from John Dowland, and John Dowland's songs are just pop songs like now. <laughs> and you know, a group of four people just sitting and singing together. Yeah. There's no Netflix, yeah. there's no so, internet. Yeah, so you know, it's late <laughs> at night, dinner, you know, yeah, you know yeah. everybody come, let's, you know, we have some lyrics come, let's just jam yeah. and and that's li- literally John Dowland. So yeah. that's why the lyrics are also displayed. So people are like, Okay, this okay. is literally talking about a heartbreak, Aww. and and just debunking like how you know we always think of classical mu- music as atas or whatever. This is one of the ways because you get to communicate with your audience and tell them, hey, that guy in the sixteen uh, no sixteen hundreds was going through a heartbreak, the same as you. Uh, you yeah, he's a singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that, in fact. very, very yes. true. Yes. So we say John Dowland's like a singer songwriter of. Of now, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think Charlene did very wonderful, especially one of our initiatives where we bring music to the audience uh, to the singing balcony. We like oh, to bring yes. music out of a, a concert setting, setting? Uh-huh. into a live, like everyday setting. Nice, yeah. So, so, how, so how does how does that work exactly? So, uh, so in fact, uh, the audience are bombarded with music without out knowing. Out of nowhere, you're having <coughs> coffee and like you know yeah. some you know we rent it out a of baguette the... and you're like. Wow, oh, who's the one? Is that there? a CD or is that? Wow, <laughs> I love what's going it. On? Immersive, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so then you get. Uh, so we we do get some followers who are not friend friend of us. They in fact just met us or heard us. Yeah. And they they, they were so intrigued by it. And so you do this uh, at public venues. Like yeah, that? We, yeah. We did. We we started off in Zhongshan in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We we stopped in twenty nineteen and we start to move around. Sometimes in more Kuai Chai Hong. Okay. Kuai Chai Hong. Yes, yeah, yes, for yes. urban scapes. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So. so we also do it in like private venues and <coughs> ironically, like certain venues have actually balconies, and I have yeah. a pri- the privilege to sing. From so many balconies. Yeah. The initiative is called the Singing Balcony. It's like, lovely. It yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and look up yeah. some videos yeah. now. After and this. you know how people just, because there's no like stage or whatever, so people just come so near to you and just look at you and like, What's yeah, happening? that's an experience. Yeah. They, they really come out. Really, really, like with their phones, and you're like, "Hi, <laughs> thank you." That's a little bit intimidating, but you know, you I guess you do your job. Yeah, yeah you just take it in your stride, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, oh, it's just lovely. You know, you guys do so many different things, but now, of course, this major production of yours, yes. right? Your first in these uh, 21 years. So let's talk about uh, Dido and Aeneas. So Henry Purcell's famous opera, uh, opera, right? Maybe for anyone who might not be familiar with this work, you just want to fill them in on the origins of the story, or the and you know, subsequently the opera. Yeah, definitely. So first and foremost, I'd like to highlight that this is a chamber opera. Mm-hmm. So operas is not, not something new in Malaysia anymore. Uh, it's been going on for a while, not bad at all, in fact. So uh, what we again, we scan the market. So what's not available? Chamber operas are not available. Ah, interesting. So then we go into chamber opera. Chamber opera are operas that are very small scale. They're sometimes called a pocket opera. 
So they use very few singers. They use very few instrumentalists. So there's only four or five instrumentalists. And singers have to multitask. Apart from the key roles, most of the minor roles are the choir. They are also playing roles. We are also the marketing. We are also the producer, the staging person. And you will see us ushering as well. Okay. So All the right. whole spirit of collective indie is indie classical yeah, in a way. Lovely. Yeah. So then Henry Purcell is a very famous English composer of the middle uh, Baroque period, which is the late 1600s. And um, he composed a lot of uh, incidental music. So in England, opera didn't really take flight uh, at that time. What? The mainstay was, in fact, theatre. Shakespeare is a big name. So Purcell, to make a living, he, in fact, composes a lot of music to supplement the theatre. So it's like songs that that gets appeared in in a theatre. So he's famous for that. And this is his first opera, in fact, and his probably only true opera. And the reason we say it's true because it's it's sung from beginning to end. There's Mm. no spoken dialogue. All the spoken dialogues are sung in the way of a recitative which is a, like reciting. So, um, yeah, so this is uh, one of his timeless um, English operas. And Dido and Aeneas is a story that's based on um, uh, the libretto. It's by... Neum Tate? Neum Tate, oh, yeah. yeah. It's based on a, uh, a Roman uh, poem. Of course, he changed it a bit because this is production. Yeah, it was written yeah. by a famous uh, Roman poet uh, called um, Virgil. Mm-hmm. Virgil, the yeah. Aeneid, right? So uh, this epic was called Aeneid and it's, no, it's adventures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about Queen Didal and Aeneas. Um, it's a story about uh, love and uh, it's also a story that has a lot of minor characters that's very interesting. And to me, it, it kind of reflects our th- everyday life. So the thing is like this. Daido is a very strong will- woman. She, she, she fled her hometown due to some disputes with her brother. Her husband was killed. However, she managed to go to a new place uh, near Tunisia, born the day Tunisia. And then she founded this uh, Carthage, which is the, the city-state that she formed. Yeah. And she became the queen. So obviously, she's a strong-willed person. Mm. And then Aeneas is, in fact, a Trojan prince. So he was fleeing Troy. And he's supposed to found Rome. So he's the legendary founder of Rome. But en route, he stopped by Carthage. And that's where they met. I see. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it felt like a political marriage turned true love. And then when things are going well, obviously there will be people who are jealous. So there's a lot of interesting characters in this opera that in fact I, I, I feel that this is really interesting. All the characters you have you have the you have sorceress, a very magnet magnet enigmatic sorceress, you have elf. You have uh, drunken sailors. <laughs> you have witches, coven of witches. So it's, it's really a wow, party. it's everything there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think gamut. it's not just Dido and Aeneas. They are like yeah. the main names, but... Yeah, in, in fact, if thing. I go, I will, I will yeah. be more interested with all the minor characters yeah. because they're just... They so also serve as like oh, a palate cleanser totally throughout. I forgot my handmaid, Belinda. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's the... That's my favourite character, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. okay. She's supposed to... She's the handmaid. However, we always feel that her music is kind of stealing the show. Oh, beautiful yeah. aria. So there, yeah. there was some conspiracy that, oh, in fact, probably Belinda, this opera may be called Belinda and Dido. <laughs> and, and more like Belinda was commissioned... <coughs> sorry, Belinda was commissioned by Aeneas so that, you know, yeah. he could get that political allegiance with, with yeah. uh, Dido. Yeah, so so we, Belinda drives their romance, yeah, and okay. then the sorcerer try to break the romance. So there's a lot of intrigue, la, That uh, yes, you know, yes, throughout the, the plot is is quite okay, interesting. Lots of twists and turns and everything. Yes. Okay, so definitely not a dull moment. But for you, Charlene, how did you prepare for your role? Um, so physically, I, I think um, you have to wear masks every day when you go out. Uh, I think those are the simple rules you have to take. Um, hydrate because it's the weather is 
not fantastic sure. um, and uh, get your vitamins up um, but that's one part of it um, and also um, to understand Purcell's music because um, even though you are you are trained as a soprano singer but there are different techniques and also um, when we think of opera we always think of Italian songs and you know certain words you say or the in, how you enunciate articulate, it, articulate mm. it's so different in English mm. so you need to like Do I say it in this way, that way? Does a T Lots sound of at the end? Mm. Yeah, a lot of consonants involved. Uh, not open vowels all the time, so you have to play a bit. Um, but that's the most interesting thing about singing um, that you always, you're always learning and always improving, um, and also um, learning about Dido and how she behaves to her court and to her lover and to her handmaid, um, how she represents herself just in front of Carthage and at the end scene how does she bring herself um, you know to, uh, come even, find out what yeah yeah we, yes, please come and find out I can't say much John. anyways yeah, yeah, yeah. yes uh, but um, those kind of things so you have to pay uh, you have to honour the composer but yet you have to honour a character as well so when you're up on stage you're no more Charlene you are Dido Queen of Carthage Okay, <laughs> I sing now. Okay. <laughs> It sounds lovely and you know, really, really interesting. And of course, you've got an amazing ensemble working with you yes. uh, and musicians and all. Um, we're going to talk to me a little bit about you know the rest of the cast and crew. Yeah, definitely. So the the group within the ensembles that are going to present this is called the KL Madriga Singers and Players. The singers are the singers, the players are the instrumentalists. So uh, there's only around 11 Choristers plus three main cast, so it's a very small team, and then there's tight. five instrumentalists, and uh, some of them have uh, choir experience. Uh, some of them, in fact, are new and young, exciting talents. So I'm so surprised with all the new talents that's coming out today, and uh, it's very easy to coach. I'm also the vocal coach for the entire team, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that it's so easy to coach. Okay. They just guess it so well, yeah. but. In part, probably this is an English opera. So for those who are worried about opera, don't understand what the singers are singing, don't worry. This is English opera. Okay. So you, although it's slightly bunga English, <laughs> but it's not so bunga as Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so very easily relatable too, and you know, very easy to understand yes, and digest yes. as well. Yes. And we have a, a subtitle to ah, help as well. Ah, great. Okay. Okay. All right. It sounds wonderful, guys. And I'm so excited. You know, in some of your first production, uh, first major production, of course, yeah. right? So, um, what would your cell be? To audiences, you know, why should they come and watch you guys uh, when it when the show premieres uh, very soon on the 24th of June? Yes, on 24th of June. Well, number one, this is a whole Malaysian cast, A to Z Malaysian, and then uh, a lot of them are new talents as well. So it's good to support budding musicians. And I think the story and the opera, the music is is beautiful, and the story is very relatable. Uh, one of the message that I like to highlight is that. Uh, Dido may be a queen, but if we take, you know, in, in our daily lives, we all have ranks. We might be a general, we might be a king, a prince. However, if you strip all those away, what's left? We are all human. Mm. So this opera is about the hum human aspect of Dido. So I think that's a, a great thing to, to experience and see how, how she evolved through the opera and how it ends. Okay, okay. Then we don't know how it ends, right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to tell. And for you, uh, Shirley, what would your be? Um... Uh, I feel it's so lovely to work uh, with diverse music ensembles and you meet so many people of different walks of life. Um, they're just not just purely 100% musicians. They have different um, you know, experiences uh, in their career as well. So when we meet, uh, the amount of um, hard work and also commitment they have despite their other obligations and 
they just look like professional musicians and you're like just wowed by them and you know as musicians or as performers we really like a crowd because it's hard <laughs> to perform in For front sure. of like you know a small you know your hall is so big and then you have like 50 people it's nice but, it's uh, a different setting I think a, this is a production yes, setting yes you would love and, and, and you feed uh-huh. from your audience you feed from your ensemble you also feed from your audience and um, as I've mentioned um we are very, very friendly. You will be seeing us in the front desk, uh, you know, being ushering you to your seat. And yeah, then suddenly... you a cupcake. You like, yeah, you like a cupcake. And suddenly and she'll be like, oh, she's Daido. She's <laughs> up there on stage. Uh, yep. Uh, so so we yeah. are very approachable. And uh, please come and say hi to us. Um, yeah. We really love to talk to you and share our experiences and our joy when we perform in front of people. And would yeah. you say this is something for everyone in the family, so young and old? I mean, children also, would they be, you know, would they benefit? Yeah, so, so the age limit is like eight, eight years old and above, so okay. schooling children in general will be fine. Okay, yeah. all right. So, okay, so just remember that eight and above, yeah? yeah. Okay, all right, excellent. Thank you so much, both of you, uh, for joining me today. Thanks so Thank much, Julia. So Dido and Aeneas will have two performances at the Gardens Theatre KL on the 24th of June at 3pm and 8pm. And ticket prices range from 68 ringgit to 88 ringgit. They are available at cloudjoy.com. You can just uh, go to that website and then see the different uh, zones and how which tickets uh, you can get. You can also get tickets at versuspj.com. Uh, and I guess, you know, if you have any uh, queries or any questions at all, you can email the team. That email address is versuspj at gmail.com. That's V-E-R-S-E-S pj at gmail.com My thanks again to my guests. I was speaking to Scott Wu, director from the Versus Music Ensembles and Charlene Rani, soprano also from Versus Music Ensembles. We were talking about Dido and Aeneas. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.